and welcome to The Awake Life with Anjali Love, where we share stories of those that are living their dharma to support and inspire you to live yours. And we are in season two, where we are sharing stories from people who are raising kids while they're on this path. And I think it presents a little bit of a different journey um, when you have kids. So um, I just thought we would share some stories of people who are doing that. So today we are on with, you may know her as Steffi now, from Instagram, but her name is Steph Birch, and she is a yoga teacher and an Instagrammer, and I know she's a writer too. I don't know too much about her, um, so I thought we would just go ahead and have a conversation. Um, and first of all, what I ask everyone is, what do you think Dharma means mm -hmm. because I think it means something a little bit different for mm -hmm. everyone. It's a, like this word, um, and what does that mean? And then also, do you think that you are living a life of Dharma? Yeah. Um, dharma to me means purpose and truth and just walking a path that feels really awesome and loving. And there's a power and grace living your dharma and I feel like I am on that path and even when it feels has felt rocky and awkward and weird but it always puts me in a sense of purpose and living from the inside out if you will <laughs> yeah and you said truth like mm -hmm. living your truth what does mm -hmm. that mean just living what feels right for you or? what feels right and not always um what I've been conditioned to live and do and even still I feel like my parents are like what are you doing teaching yoga what does that mean when are you going to get a real job and this is my real job totally. yeah. <laughs> so yeah I think it's just living my truth even if it's not agreeable with others yeah and has it always been that way for you like you said your parents mm. are like what are you doing like did you like have like quote a job that they was acceptable and then you changed mm. or have you always kind of been going after what feels right in your heart gosh I feel I've always had a job I don't think my job has always aligned with what my heart has guided and uh, I think there's just this misconception just like artists that like when are you gonna get a real job basically aka nine to five I don't know why people think that the nine to five is a real job versus other jobs totally, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I um, yeah I've worked many jobs um, but like yoga teaching, writing, and helping others to live their best, most expansive lives, like is something that I'm really passionate about, and I feel very secure in like this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Feels very personal too. So it's funny to, for me to talk about it because it's it feels so big, and for someone to say like or attempt to make me feel like it's small, like not enough or whatever. I just, 
I, I just go, no, you have no idea. <laughs> I get mama bear about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it is big. That I think living a dharmic life is a big life. Yeah. No matter what it looks like on the outside, if it feels authentic and true and like makes your heart like, like scream and joy yeah. it's a big life whether it's working at starbucks or totally yoga, whatever it is totally yeah yeah <laughs> cool and then you have a son mm -hmm. how old is he he's eight he's in third grade yeah yeah big smile on your face he's just <laughs> well he's gosh one of my teachers my biggest teachers and um i really feel like once i became a mom that also has catapulted me into my purpose and living my dharma. So mm. I feel very connected to my mothering role with him, but also feel very much like he's a teacher. He's the light. He's the the joy when I forget the joy in my life or to be light. And, you know, he's just an expression of awe and wonder. Yeah. So <laughs> every day he's teaching me. <laughs> yeah. And how do you feel like he catapulted your dharma? Like, do you feel like your life changed dramatically after, I mean, totally after he was born? And yeah. So, well, I didn't want to have kids. So wow. it was a complete shock that I got pregnant. I, I mean, I was on birth control and totally not going down that path. And then, boom, pregnant. And, I had a, a, a great sense of like a identity crisis too mm -hmm. after he was born and and a lot what I have found like I grieved so much and I'd never heard any other mothers talk about the grieving process mm -hmm. I have since now of before motherhood and after motherhood and how it can shift so much just identity and what I have always attached myself to being like just I can go out and be free and do things and not have to worry about the responsibility of a child or taking care of even myself for example and uh, then I had postpartum depression and yoga came back into my life during that time and it was a very hard several months years where yoga saved my life and I wouldn't say like maybe my son is totally responsible but like the whole shift into motherhood and shift into why am I here what is bigger than why I'm just here being living breathing just for me and of course being a mom but also like I had this sense of like I want to help others know that they're not alone in their life their struggles and especially with postpartum depression and motherhood and women like I wanted to just bring women together and talk and share story and yeah connect did that come from feeling alone when you totally. had the depression and yeah. right after you had him? Yeah, very isolating because I didn't have very many friends that had kids. Mm -hmm. And it was just him and I at home. Steve would be at work all day. And at the time, like he was working crazy hours, 14 plus hours a day. And we're just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. It, 
that's the thing. It's just, I didn't want to burden others with feeling alone, like reaching out, hi, can we go somewhere, do something? And Mm -hmm. not many people reached out either. So I, I didn't want to, I guess, seem like weak in that sense. Like I needed help, but I really did need help. Yeah. And I think it's a common experience. Yes. You know, after the first child, I remember the pediatrician saying to me like, oh, isn't it awesome to like have someone with you all the time? And like in my mind, I was like, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like when, like it was, again, like you said, this identity, like I was used to doing all these things to take care of myself and now I couldn't because I had this little being attached to me that it was a struggle. Like, how do I take care of me and how do I take care of him and make that all work? Yeah. Oh. And it continues to be. Oh, like, it is the same. Age, right? <laughs> yeah. Like every age, it's yeah. like that balance of really caring, caring for them and then caring for ourselves. Totally. And then again, that dharma, it sounds like it opened up a whole new window to connect with women. Yeah. And how did you do that? Like, how did that shift and change? Was it talking about it on... Oh, absolutely. On Instagram mm-hmm. or in yoga classes or how did that? All of it, really. Um, I have been writing for a long time and I would share my writings on Instagram uh, and just say what was real, like the struggles. And I think a lot of women, a lot of people connected with it and I just felt called to be honest, mm-hmm. but also... I think it it was easy for me to be honest after like the after the dip, like on the upswing, if you mm-hmm. will. And and also recognizing I do have dips and mm-hmm. continue to, you know, ride <laughs> ride the surf of life. Yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to share in the event like one, writing for me is very cathartic and healing, just like yoga, just mm-hmm. connecting with myself. And two, I just thought, gosh, if one person reads this and realizes that they're not alone in life and struggles and motherhood or whatever it is that they're going through, then that's enough. Mm-hmm. And I I don't really talk about it so much in my yoga class, maybe from time to time, but not in a big, heavy, deep way. I, I think that my write club and what we do in writing monthly can bring out a little bit more in discussion, but also just connecting with women day to day or on retreat or work, any like workshop or friendship scenarios. I think um, it's helped some of my friend with my friendships too and just being honest. like. After they've read some of my writings, they were like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't even know. And I was like, I know. I didn't even say. Mm-hmm. And it has brought me closer to the women in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so is that kind of what you feel like your dharma is, is connecting people, feeling connected, it mm-hmm. sounds like, and connecting yeah. other people together. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting how... The pit is really the root of what we can do or how we can connect. Like when I think about those long, hard, heavy 
ugly, messy pits of life, it can really launch us into now what? How can we make this our connection? How can we give birth to from the pit to life? Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's like coming, it's like, rising, it's up. rising up, rising up. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because I think a lot of people they don't know how to rise up mm -hmm. or to connect, and so mm -hmm. if they read something or go to a yoga class, that's yeah. like the doorway into connecting back to themselves and other people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I know that not everyone has access to a yoga class and a lot of people have access to social media and thank God something like Instagram is free. Mm -hmm. You know, that's such a great tool to connect even if it's at a distance. I know it's not like totally like interpersonal, like we're in each other's faces mm -hmm. and we can see and touch each other, but there's still some form of connection that can be made mm -hmm. just by reading somebody's words. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. And so with your son, what's your son's name? Bennett. Bennett. Mm -hmm. And so how has it shifted over the years? Like since now he's a little bit older and yeah. do you, like in terms of managing time, like doing what you want to do, how mm -hmm. you want to share, and also being present for him. Do you find like a struggle with that? And how do you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a different struggle because now he's in school. So I try to teach at least in the mornings or in the early afternoons while he's in school. And uh, I tried to do all of my writings or for the weekly writing prompt that I give to people and planning for workshops and classes and that sort of thing. I try to do when he's totally at school. It doesn't always happen. Especially mm -hmm. yesterday I just finished a teacher training. So <laughs> I've been gone for weeks and I've been in a teacher training since August since I helped co-lead um, another training. So it's just been quite the balancing act and even he will say to me, Mama, I haven't gotten any love from you lately. Um. I'm like, I know, buddy. Come here. Just will snuggle and things like that and I'll reassure him but I also recognize that even though it's a struggle to maintain a balance I think it's important that he sees his mom and his dad doing what they love mm -hmm. even if that means that there are some sacrifices that take place and I think that as parents no matter what you do for a living you're constantly balancing constantly sacrificing something Something always has to give. And I think if I can give him a life where his parents are happy and joyful and really connected to what they want to do, there's a feeling in there that I know that is being planted inside of him and as he grows older. So he might be upset in the moment where mama is not here. Mm -hmm. But I think over time, I trust that over time that he will get an experience that I didn't as a child. Yeah. So. so it sounds like really holding on to that value. Mm -hmm. You know, that value of what's important is seeing, you know, like mm -hmm. you said, seeing his parents happy and doing what they love. Yeah. And did you not grow up in a family where your parents, where you felt like you saw that? No. Were they just working the nine to five or? Yeah, my parents 
my dad, he would work the graveyard shift and be sleeping during the day a lot of the time. And my mom was mostly a stay-at-home mom until I was um, moved out. Now, I'm the oldest of five, so there's lots of us. Um, but like, you know, my dad did everything he could to provide for all of us kids, you know, food on the table, a roof over our heads, and that's a lot of mouths to feed, you know, and I know that they did the best they they had with what they had, you know, and I, um, I'm really grateful that they gave us the life that they gave us because it also shifted me into the life that I have too. So, and it might look different. Our schedules might be all over the place and weird and, you know, we're, we don't technically have weekends off all the time. We try to make Sundays a family day and that doesn't always happen, but yeah, I, it's interesting because I don't think I consciously chose this life as in like, I'm doing this because you guys brought me up this way, <laughs> but just recognizing that it is very different. Mm-hmm. So, and who knows, Bennett might just go, I'm going to a nine to five, peace out. <laughs> That's my dharma. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. So is your husband, do you think he's living his dharma as well? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he makes furniture and he's a builder and he is an artist, a craftsman. He's a perfectionist and puts things together, takes things apart. And he loves what he does. Um, He loves building and taking things apart. (laughs) Yeah. And he also just recently started teaching yoga, too. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah. So yeah. that's been even more, um, like, awesome, but also challenging with the juggle. Like, he mm-hmm. teaches one class a week right now, but it's been a very sweet mix of Bennett experiencing both of his parents kind of doing the same thing, but also not. And... It's funny. My son, he has to practice yoga at school. He goes to a public school and they practice yoga as a school. First thing. It's very sweet to witness. But he's like, I don't think I should have to do yoga because my parents teach yoga. (laughs) And it's really funny. And uh, so he's all like big man on campus. (laughs) And he doesn't really care for it at school so much, but he does love going to kids yoga at um, one of the studios here. And and so it's really funny to see his perspective. I think I remember as a child, like, oh, I don't want to do what my parents do. But then I would, I, I know I am very much like my mom and dad in certain aspects. And it's so funny to just grow sort of into our parents but also be ourselves. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> and so do you ever like doubt it? Like mm. doubt like your path or yeah. get into fear and when you do like what do you you know how do you manage that or how, how are you with that? Like if there's parents listening right now and mm-hmm. trying to make things work or teaching yoga or writing or doing what they love and just feeling you know, like, how am I going to manage all this? Yeah. What did you say to them or what? Oh, my gosh. I had 
last month, in fact, in the middle of the training I was taking, uh, I had a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like there was just so much pressure from multiple ends Mm -hmm. of not only just teaching, writing, also um, working with people in like a more public setting, like online and stuff. And I had a bunch of things just bubbling to the surface of like, this is too hard. I don't know if I can do this. This is too hard, too hard, too hard. And I said to Steve, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I want to just get a nine to five, numb out, turn it off, because that would be so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, oh, and he's never heard me say that before. And I even surprised myself by saying that because I never thought I would ever say that because I know what this practice and this life has gifted me and it scared me to say those things out loud and really feel like, all right, I'm just gonna go get a regular job. Mm -hmm. And I say, thank God I was in teacher training because it's just the constant of doing the work and letting people see you and hear you and Thank God I had a group that I can share those things with and be honest. Um, And I just was like, one day I just woke up and I was like, no, I'm going to stay in it. Like, this is the whole point of the practice is to stay when it's even hard. (laughs) Yeah. Stay here and breathe. Yeah. Stay here even when no one agrees with you. Stay here even when you want to quit. Like, quitting is easy. Numbing out is easy. Totally. And and that's the hardest part of this practice or life or this work that I do is, like, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I hardest. can't walk away from it. Yeah. And once you're awake, right? You totally. You can't walk away. And that's part of why just what you said there is, like part of why I created this podcast and I feel like I have like tears in my eyes Mm -hmm. because I hear this so much and I've experienced that so much like what am I doing Mm -hmm. like I just like why can't I go back and have like just make it easier but there's like an illusion that it's somehow easier yeah because it's not yeah and I think it's really all about managing our consciousness totally where we're at in our state of consciousness because whatever's happening around us if we could find that place of self-support and come together and support one another Mm -hmm. and really be honest and you know like you said you said out loud like I I'm ready why am I doing this yeah you know if we squash it and don't have a voice around it then that just like pressure it shows up as disease in the body yeah Absolutely. Everything that we hold in, we stuff down, it's going to, that stuff will come out sideways. Totally. I was going to say the S word, but I don't know if you curse (laughs) on here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That pressure. So what, what transitioned it at that moment? One being honest. Like telling people Saying out loud. Yeah. And just letting people hold space. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like I don't. It's not that I want someone to say, no, you stay in it. Mm -hmm. I don't need that. I mean, it feels good for sure. But it's just a a level of like, ah, 
Thank you for saying that out loud because I have felt similarly. So it's not, yeah, we don't want it fixed. Right. We just, people, you know, just want to be heard. So it sounds like the simple act of just giving voice and being heard Mm -hmm. was so healing. Mm -hmm. And then that transitioned something inside Mm -hmm. of you. Yeah, I, I woke up one morning with my friend's voice in my head and was like, I'm not quitting. Like, F, F this. Like, I'm doing this. I'm not going to let, like, almost like a, I want to say mama bear, but even, like, bigger than that, like a warrior. Like, I had, like, a warrior mentality of shooting myself out of bed and going, I'm not quitting. I'm yeah. staying. I'm staying here and I'm doing it. It kind of reminds me of, like, Pally. <laughs> I've been doing yeah. some work with Pally, that fierce yeah. goddess who, like, oh my chops gosh. off her own head. Her ego right? is, just like, I'm going to go for it. Or Shiva or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think the yoga deities are so, they're so compassionate, but also fierce. And sometimes that is the most compassionate thing you can do. Yes. It's just kind of to say no. Yes. And not just like with a child, right? Like, totally. no, you are not going to eat ice cream every yes. day for dinner. Right? Yeah, or if they run out into the busy street without looking, just ripping their arm back and going like, no, hey. It's that that protection warrior aspect of you're going to stay here. Like, I'm not going to let you just run out into the street. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's the... It's instinctual when it gets to that point, too. Yeah. I feel like it's full body activation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to do this work. Yeah. And how do you think that will transfer to Bennett? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you, like, yeah, you staying on this path. I, I, I watch him and I see him. I he's always listening Mm. he's one such an eavesdropper even if he's in this room and we're in that room he's listening and he will chime in on certain things just in conversation but i know he's always listening Mm. and he's feeling he's such a sensitive cancer super intuitive very much in touch with his feelings um or his emotions um And I think that it's made me, as a parent, want to support whatever it is that he wants to do, even if it's not something I envision for him. Mm -hmm. So it's made me like check myself and my motivation when he says things or when he um, shares a desire for like being an online video gamer when he grows up. And I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Oh, lock it down. That's mine. (laughs) All right, dude, how can we support you? (laughs) Yeah. Like he loves to learn about video game coding and things like that. Now, do I want him to be an online video gamer? No, (laughs) not like in my deepest, but then I go, well, then what? who am I to say, Mm. you know, and I think my job as a parent is to support whatever it is, even in his eight-year-old little mind, because we know we shift and change and mold and grow and we become new again and again, and I don't have to attach myself so much to my ideas, too. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, what a beautiful gift to support him and all his brilliance of whether it's video gaming or whatever it yeah. is because it might be something different next week. And totally. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So is there anything else you would want to share with parents who are on this journey? Any last thoughts mm. or any? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Even when you question or doubt or feel fear like feel the fear and do it anyway feel the doubt and do it anyway because I think one of the best things we can do is like to step up and act even if we have certain emotions behind us because yeah. um, those our emotions are just so natural and normal and human so go do the thing that scares you go do the thing that um, will shake things up and yeah yeah and so from the inside out yes (laughs) yes and so how can people find you if they want to find you Mm. or join like you said what what is your right club and yeah a right club i host about every month it's just a workshop where we come together in community and i give writing prompts in the form of either a meditation we'll do like a handful of prompts sometimes more sometimes less depends on it's just the organic nature of how we like co-facilitate because yes i facilitate but it's like we're co-leading this writing ship um and it's really great because all kinds of people come some people come like and have been diehard fans and have just like kept coming and some people like pop in and out uh yeah, it's really fun and also such amazing internal work, I think, to do in community. Mm. One of the things that I love about writing is that you can do it in, like, in like a quiet time and being alone. But also, like, that can be isolating. And mm. so if you, like, write alone, and you don't even have to be a writer to join, um, it's nice to bring it into a group setting mm-hmm. and, like, share your writings. Yeah, that's another part where we can write that's healing and then sharing that's also another healing component so um, you can find me at steffynow.com s-t-e-p-h-y-n-o-w and yeah all of my information is on there to either come to a write club or a yoga class or uh, I even give out um a weekly writing prompt on my email list Mm -hmm. so I'll tend to write a story or share something and then build a prompt off of that so it's different every time yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome well I'm really like it was so wonderful to talk to you and to get to know you better thank you uh, for you to really share like how just a few weeks ago because looking at you know your Instagram and what you do mm-hmm. like I would never imagine that you were like I'm getting a nine-to-five yeah you know? and that's what I think it's like we we never know what's happening on on you know with someone so that's why it's right. so important that we share so yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing and um, being a part of this podcast Thank you. Yes. (laughs) All right. Have an amazing day. We'll talk to you guys soon. Always reach out. And um, steffynow.com. All right. Hadion.
Oh, 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 oh,